Hello and welcome to the No More Trauma podcast or the Namaste Trauma Free podcast where I share inspiration, healing, and mental health tips on living life after trauma. My name is Tanya, survivor, trauma-informed yoga teacher, coach, and wellness facilitator. I am also the author of the self-published The Happy Deck. Um, an international best-selling tool that can be used in your very own healing practice. In today's episode, we will talk about the impacts of trauma. Well, excuse me, I <laughs> will talk about the impacts of trauma and stress-related experiences. And uh, I ask that you listen with an open heart, open mind. I know trauma is not you know, always a topic, uh, the go-to topic that we want to immediately uh, discuss. However, I invite you to listen to your body, your breath, as you listen to some of these topics, uh, and you're always invited to pause uh, or take a moment to step away and come back whenever you feel ready to digest any information. So we're not fully in touch with our bodies or become avoidant to our experiences, we can really ignore the signs and impact of trauma or any stressful related experience. While it's important to have um, health-related stress and pressure, it can be detrimental to ignore signs or symptoms of trauma and emotional distress. In this episode, it, today we're discussing really uh, trauma and any sort of stress and how it can really uh, reflect any emotional or physical imbalance. So feel free to take any notes if you feel called to do that or to just simply listen and digest the information. So trauma is a major disruptor. So I wanna come back in the previous episodes, I talked about uh, trauma 101 uh, and the trauma responses. And um, in this particular episode is really just diving deeper into what that looks like. So giving you the definition, trauma is a major disruptor of the brain, the body regulation. If severe, repeated, or prolonged, trauma can result in major neurobiological changes and dysfunction, including the physical disease, emotional suffering, and unfortunately, premature death. And that is from the thencenter.org. I um, pulled their definition. Uh, I, I wanted to really grasp their definition, but now we'll look at the emotional. Um, and I say look, because if you're tuning in to me on YouTube, then I actually have slides that correlate with this particular podcast. So uh, I wanted to introduce that. However, if you're listening to me on SoundCloud and Apple, then you're just listening in. So the emotional aspect, what does that look like? Uh, what does the symptoms look like? And it's stress, it's anxiety, it's PTSD, 
uh, CPTSD, and that's complex post-traumatic stress disorder. So feelings of tension, irritability, restlessness, if you're struggling to maybe stay asleep or if you're having um, uh, night terrors, uh, tension in the, in, you know, in the shoulders, you know, the body is stiff. Um, this can look like, you know, finding yourself worrying about the future or worrying about the past, uh, unable to let go those experiences. So inability to relax. So again, you know, tense, just really just unable to uh, be in the present moment right? So depression. Um, so just feeling um, low or uh, frustrated uh, or um, not wanting to participate in activities that you wanted to, you know, you once wanted to participate in. So let's take a uh, look at stress. So stress, there are three types of stress. So there is the healthy stress, which is the acute stress. So, and you're saying, probably saying, Tanya, how, how on earth there's, you know, healthy stress? Well, the body needs healthy stress um, for us to feel productive or um, some people say, you know, I work well under pressure. So it's that healthy stress that doesn't uh, include any uh just disruption in the body. And so that healthy stress is like work or meeting deadlines. Um, you may get a little irritable or like frustrated, you know, if you're working on an exam or a paper uh, or a project, whatever that looks like, and you're trying to um, meet your goals, desires, or the desirable outcome for that particular uh, project. But then we have the episodic acute stress. This is where it goes a little bit further than that, further than the when it's no longer a healthy stress. This is the overextending related stress. So when you find yourself overworked and it starts to cause some anxiety, right? Uh, some fear, okay? Uh, or attention due to, you know, um, piling too much on your plate. And so... There's worry, tension, like I mentioned before, and um, there's the, the idea that you're going to either fail or mess up, um, or there's, there's just too much where you feel as, uh, feel as though, you know, um, you're unable to be head above water, so to speak. So now there's the chronic stress. The chronic stress is um, where it, it can be trauma related. So you live in constant fight or flight. So I talked about the trauma responses and um, that I believe that was in the um, second, the second episode. So, or actually the episode right before this one. So you can actually go in and, take a look at that, uh, look closer at fight or flight, just to see if you find yourself in those spaces. So now that we have an idea of what that stress, what that looks like, then we go into anxiety 
And so anxiety is constantly worrying about the future or even the past events, just like I've stated before. You're unable to be um, in the present moment. Um, you're having a very difficult time um, just being right here, right now, right? So if you've been listening to this podcast and you're saying, I can't even focus, right? I can't even focus on this present moment because what I experienced was, you know, very stressful and it's and it's taken me out of this moment right right here right now or you know constantly worrying about what's upcoming and not being able to being pulled away um, not being able to stay in conversation or you know focus on one activity or the other so it can trigger feeling sensations so this is where you want to start to listen or feel what's showing up in the center of the body or uh, in the hips, in the spine, you know, if you're starting to have headaches, um, all of that. So it can trigger feeling sensations and neurobiological effects that may limit or disrupt you from living comfortably, right? So that's what I mean in a sense of there's so much worry, you're unable to be fulfilled in the present moment. So anxiety disorders are the most common of mental disorders. And what happens is it really affects nearly 30% of adults at some point in their lives, according to um, psychiatry.org. I didn't realize that. So 30% of adults are experiencing those anxiety disorders. And so other forms of anxiety include generalized anxiety disorder, panic disorder, um, other specific uh, phobias, social anxiety disorder, separation anxiety disorder, and agoraphobia. So that's something that you can look up if you feel as though any of that is resonating. So then we look at PTSD, um, so post-traumatic stress, stress disorder, as well as the complex post-traumatic stress disorder. So this disorder was uh, it develops in some people who have experienced a shocking or scary or dangerous event. It is natural to feel afraid during or after a traumatic situation. However, the fear triggers many split second changes in the body to help defend against the danger in order to avoid it. So that's what we, you know, I, want, I don't want to say we, but the human experience that have been diagnosed with PTSD or on the journey to uh, building awareness around PTSD, that's what it looks like. So um, experiencing some really shocking, scary, or a dangerous event. And then the complex post-traumatic stress disorder is coupled with an anxiety condition that involves many of the same symptoms of PTSD along with other symptoms. And so that can look like, I'm just trying to think here, that can look like um, extreme fear, sweating, um, uh, you know, rocking, uh, you know, um, fear of, you know, uh, different sounds, you know, or, or 
feeling as though they're, they're experiencing that same traumatic event in that present moment. So physical symptoms of trauma not only can show up emotionally, but trauma-related responses can show up as the physical symptoms within the body, right? So as the emotional symptoms are showing up, the physical symptoms can also show up, right? So you're probably saying, well, what, what do those physical symptoms look like? And this is where I really want you to, you know, really listen closely um, and begin to, again, scan the body as you're listening, right? So as you're listening, open heart, open mind, really consider if these things are resonating. Okay, so physical symptoms of trauma not only can show up emotionally, trauma-related responses can show up in the physical symptoms within the body, as I mentioned before. And so what does that look like? It can look like headaches, you know, so you can experience, um, you know, consistent headaches or headaches around a certain, certain topic, right, or a certain... Um, you know, if there is, if that, say for example, I want to give you an example here. So if you notice that, you know, a certain, say a certain um, smell, right? So that smell can stimulate an experience. And so it can bring headaches, right? So the, the mind is giving you um, a gentle nudge letting you know, hey, something, something is being stimulated or activated around a, certain, around a certain circumstance, okay? So fatigue, not wanting to get out of bed, not wanting to do the same things that you're used to doing, fevers, pain, right? So pain in the legs, <clears throat> pain in the gut, Speaking of gut, then we go into bloat, right? So if there's any experience of irritable bowel syndrome, very common. Tears, so, you know, um, crying in the middle of the night, crying in, you know, just out of nowhere and, you know, there are tears and you're starting to, you know, feel flooded with emotions and just start crying. So skin rashes <clears throat> can break out in you know, hives or any sort of uh, skin irritation, brain fog. So really not being able to recall a certain, you know, a uh, certain topic or certain idea or being able, being able to uh, reiterate or, uh, excuse me, um, you know, think back to a present moment, certain age, certain time in your life, and you really just have this brain fog, um, not being able to recall a certain period in your life. Um, this can even be just like, you know, short-term, short-term, what may be short-term memory loss. It can really just be brain fog. Not being able to connect the dots from a certain, you know, something that just ha literally just happened within, you know, a few hours or a few days. <clears throat> so again, night terrors, 
starting to wake up in the middle of the night or trouble going to sleep. So staying awake, insomnia. And allergy or cold-like symptoms. Because when the body, if you're going through this space of healing, then the bug, then you're purging, you know, you're trying to purge from, um, you know, say insomnia or, you know, trying to heal that part of you. And, you know, you, you know, you, that may trigger into, you know, cold-like symptoms <clears throat> or flu-like symptoms. So then now that we really looked at you know, the physical symptoms, we looked at the neurobiological, right? It can show up as stress, it can show up as anxiety. You may then, you know, be di you know, uh, diagnosed with PTSD or C uh, CPTSD. Uh, and then, you know, we have an idea what the symptom, physical symptoms look like. So now that we know what we know, right? There is some awareness there. Then Tanya, how do I heal this, right? So opportunities to heal the, the, the symptoms are really just becoming aware. You know, that's the very first step is awareness. You know, hey, let's start to put the dots together, connect the dots. So becoming aware of any sort of challenges or pitfalls within a long-term practice, right? So it's a long-term practice you know, just living life and really starting to connect the dots when something has happened, then starting to connect the dots on your behavior. Uh, and, you know, if there's outbursts, frustration, irritability, you know, and you say, oh my gosh, uh, you know, lately I haven't been able to sleep, you know, certain part of the year, I can't sleep around this time of year, you know, there you may have experienced some sort of loss, you know, so, you know, I start to get anxious around this time of year, you know, start to connect the dots, right? So understanding the healing reactions maybe um, that may be experienced when you deepen your practice of your healing. And what happens is the nervous system will produce sensations or symptoms of that healing when the body tries to reach homeostasis. I'll repeat that again. So really understanding the healing reactions that are experienced when your body begins to heal, right? It's a long-term practice. And so what happens is the nervous system will produce sensations It's saying, wait a minute, I'm not used to this. I'm used to being tense. I'm used to cramping. I'm used to causing headaches. I'm used to, you know, providing, you know, uh, the alarm system in the brain for fight or flight. And so when we start to begin the healing practice, then that's when some of the symptoms will show up. So the idea is to observe and submit to the healing. So not to judge it, not to judge the body or criticize it, not to change it, not to correct the experience, right? We have to let it move, let it move, let it shift through the body. And so an introduction of that, you know, if you're struggling to do that on your own, 
I highly recommend seeking support, whatever that looks like for you. So what, what is support? You're probably saying, okay, <laughs> what is the support? Support can be support groups, right? Starting to do your research now. You have awareness of the things that are, that are showing up. And then this is when you start to look for your support group, whether that's a support group itself within your community, virtually, or maybe you're reaching out to a therapist or a coach. Maybe that looks like a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Maybe that's completing some EDMR work, high rapid movement. All right, pinpointing the challenges, the experience, the trauma. It can look like yoga, right? A restorative practice, a yin practice, hatha practice. Um, you know, all the way up to vinyasa, all the way up to ashtanga. So meditation and breath work. So yoga nidra, especially if you struggle with uh, insomnia or restlessness. Breath work and meditation can really help this area. Uh, again, exercise. So maybe it's, you know, brisk walking. Maybe it's Pilates. Maybe it's weightlifting, right? Switching up the neurons in the brain, shifting them. Journaling. So writing is a wonderful tool, right? Start to connect the dots. When do the headaches start? When do I start to get these flu-like symptoms? Is it happening on a certain day? And then diet, right? We have to switch up the diet because the diet, uh, the food that we eat can also cause inflammation, right? Or the inflammation can come from an experience. You know, it can also stimulate stress. It's a domino effect. So really paying attention to that, okay? So, before I invite the exercise for this evening, I invite you to take a deep cleansing breath. We'll do that together as we start to bring this, exercise, uh, this podcast to a close. Go ahead, inhale through the nose. Exhale out of the mouth, let it go. I know that was quite a bit to you know, cover and sometimes, you know, things come up, right? Flashbacks, sensations, explore that as you listen, inhale. Exhale, let it go. Notice the chest the sun. One more breath, inhale. Exhale, let it go. Perfect. 
Perfect. Thank you for taking those breaths with me. Again, I know it can be, sometimes it can be uncomfortable facing the, the challenges, right? Or facing, you know, some things that can be a little, you know, um, stressful. And so I ask that you do it with ease. So for the exercise to really bring this to a close, I invite you to journal or keep a daily blog about your day. Okay, you can do this for seven days, you can do this for two weeks, you can do it for a month. Begin to write down how you feel, how you felt that day, what behaviors did you demonstrate, you know, with other people around, what emotions showed up. Begin to really feel free to express how you felt at the beginning of the day versus the end of the day. And again, you can try it for a week, two weeks, a month, whatever you feel called to do. And see if you can spot any signs that you're experiencing any trauma or stress-related symptoms in how you wish to heal and transcend those patterns into organic healing and of course, authentic power. Take your time, do the best that you can and you know do it with grace be gentle with yourself i invite you to drink some water and to get still and to really just live a trauma-free lifestyle so bringing this to a close i ask that you live abundantly love your authenticity and radiate organic happiness, but most importantly, live a life of no more trauma. Again, you can follow me on az.nomoretrauma on Instagram to follow all of the latest news and how you can join me on the mat. Until then, I will see you in the next podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you back soon. Thanks.